0: We are live. Welcome, everybody. My name is Nick Caputo, and this is the Grub from the Garden podcast. I'm here with Sierra Mann at Light Doula on Instagram, and we're going to talk about fasting and a bunch of other things. Main topic will be fasting, and we'll probably go off topic and talk about whatever. Welcome, Sierra. You're invited to introduce yourself.
1: Hi there. My name is Sierra, and I'm super excited to be on this podcast. I just heard it's the second one ever, so that's super cool. And yeah, I'm excited to start talking about fasting and ways to make it easier and just more fun. Yeah, get going. Cool. So when I was 17, I think, or 18, 17 or 18, somewhere in between, I um, heard about fasting because I like went vegan and I just was starting to just go on my own health journey and so I decided I'd try it, and at first it was hard. Like I was like, okay, what is this? Like I, I'm separating myself from you know our most commonly accepted stimulant drug in our population. Like it just didn't make sense. Like how it just was crazy. It just was crazy at first. And but I decided I'd commit to fasting every single sunday for a year so i started fasting oh, nice. yeah so what i would do is i would stop eating saturday night and then not eat until monday morning and sometimes it would last longer than that um but when i first started doing it i was like i would throw up and stuff like by the end of my fast and just not really be feeling that good but i now i understand that was detoxing and purging and stuff that I really just didn't need my body anymore but um as i've um gotten further into my fasting journey like uh the past i thought it was eight months but i i checked and it's been 10 months i've been doing five to seven day fasts um a month and that's consecutive days and then last month i did a two-week fast and I, I've just let it be totally intuitive, like my body around the new moon, every single new moon. It just says, okay, it's time to stop eating. Like you don't really need food anymore. And I really hope to get to a point where it's like, I'm not eating three, three weeks out of the month and maybe eating a week out of the month and just like going further and further with it. But the more I let myself be intuitive with my fasts, um, the better I get at it. So like, obviously you can't be good at it. You can't be bad at it. Just it's all.
0: It's not doing something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not doing something. It's its the lack of. And um, yeah, so I like, always get tons of questions about like, how do I do it? Will you give me a fasting schedule? Um, what do you consume when you fast? This, that. And I'm like, yo, it's got to be completely intuitive. Like you Word. have to listen to your body. Like I can't tell you what the magical way to do it is because it's yeah like I said completely intuitive so what's been working for me um is I well a couple years ago not a couple years ago when I started fasting I got into sun gazing and sun gazing is huge for me while i'm fasting like i when i'm Mm -hmm. eating i feel like i can go without sun gazing but like when i'm fasting like i seek out to that sunset hour that sunrise hour like it's like it is my nourishment because it is and so sun gazing is huge for um for helping the fast go easier because you're able to digest all that light and all that information in the most least dense way um If anybody doesn't know what sun gazing is, it is the first 45 minutes of the day and the last 45 minutes of the day, there's no UV rays to damage your eyes. So um, you can stare directly into the sun and get all kinds of information. And I believe powers and um, just overall, just wellness. Um, Like just
0: downloads.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but other than sun gazing so that that is like the fire element of it and then there's obviously breath work which is the air element and then swimming in alkaline water drinking clear clean water drinking orange. um that's a whole thing and then earthing obviously walking on the ground With no shoes on, laying on the ground, I always take naps. Usually when I'm on my fast, I'll nap um, with my heart naked, like um, Hmm. (laughs) I'm naked directly. Laying in the
0: grass naked is a game changer.
1: It's a game changer, sleeping on the beach, just like, just being, or even like hot stones, like uh, laying out on Mm -hmm. the rocks, the river, just making sure to get your heart like literally plugged into the earth. And like, I will take these naps and like wake up feeling like I literally just completely merged with the earth and it's like getting on the same breathing algorithm as the earth like I just let my body do what I gotta do (laughs) like I don't know how to explain it but yeah but then so there's the four elements so we went over the sunlight the earth the water and the fire, yeah. or, well, I don't know. I don't
0: the know. air, the breath work.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> the fire was the sun. <laughs>
1: yeah. But another thing with the earth element is you don't have to not consume herbs like herbal teas and stuff when you're on your fast. Like you can. Yeah. Herbal
0: teas don't break eat. ketosis. So you're still good. Yeah. It's still exactly.
1: bad. Yeah. So a huge thing for me has been just trying all kinds of different herbs and also integrating using ormus which is monoatomic gold and all kinds of other precious metals and um, also consuming like um, collodial silver and yeah so that's been huge for me it's integrating those they've got all kinds of amazing powers I could read a list of them here
0: yeah like I told you uh, when we were talking before this I uh, I do the herbs a lot I have no experience with the colloidal silver or any of the uh the metals but uh yeah so there's monatomic gold in aged urine so i have yeah, a little monatomic yeah. gold
1: also in the ocean so if you're spending time in the ocean that's huge and that's something oh, about water. the Hawaiian islands yeah. is the highest concentration of monatomic gold it's in the water here and that's oh, in, nice. the Didn't know and that. in the ocean but um yeah so the thing about gold is my dad started giving me monoatomic gold when I was in high school and we would drink it after school and I just thought it was so cool like oh my dad's feeding me gold but apparently so we're told that we need a whole bunch of iron and that's like a major lie it's like the densest um densest I don't know if it's a metal densest conductor basically because all these metals conduct information throughout our bodies and electricity and all kinds of stuff and thing about gold is it doesn't lose any um Any power or information or electricity when conducting throughout your body. So, the higher, and apparently, any gold you consume doesn't ever leave your body. So, the more gold you can take in, it's like that's what your body is seeking, even in the foods. Like, there's all kinds of different foods, like root vegetables. Like, people think they want the whole root vegetable or they want the whole fruit or the whole whatever it is. But in reality, you're, you're seeking after these really precious metals like monoatomic gold and silver and um, iridium. Iridium is a really incredible one. But some of the benefits of Ormus are... Um, so Ormus, like I said, is is this liquid gold that I'm talking about. And it can enhance your focus, improve brain function, greater emotional balance, cellular rejuvenation, body purification and detoxification, uh, enhanced dream recall and catalyze spiritual evolution so those are some things that i just looked up and it says but i've noticed so many benefits um all kind of tying back to those ones
0: so for those who aren't really uh, versed in what monatomic gold is or what it means uh so we could break that down a little bit so gold usually has eight atoms per molecule when it's in the metal form so monatomic means one atom per molecule which allows yeah. it to be a lot less dense and actually in its liquid form. So it's technically not a metal when it's monatomic. It's liquid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So it's a whole different game here. Yeah. All the electrical conductivity minus the actual physical metalness of it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So that's one super cool way to. Um, to feel balanced while you're on your class because you're getting the, those precious metals that your body's craving. And obviously you can get it through your urine, but also you can take it. Um, they make it here in Hawaii, they make it all over the world and yeah, it's good stuff.
0: <laughs> Word. Yeah, I would also say uh, while we're on the metal topic, I would also say to avoid the metals that are no good, like aluminum. Yeah. And, yep. and stuff like that. Stay away from like, I wouldn't recommend drinking spring water or alkaline water for the metals in it. You could swim in spring water, or alkaline water, but I wouldn't drink it through like into yeah. your mouth
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, because it was metals. Same thing with like showering and tap water. That's been a big one for me. Not showering has made fasting a lot easier for me and just this whole breatharian process easier for me. Um, one all time I had a, shit. I did a
1: big mushroom trip um, when I first like ever did psychedelics, which I don't really do psychedelics anymore because it's, like, it's just too much at this point. I'm like, I'm Yo, already I, there, I'm but already
0: I, I right. um
1: I did mushrooms one time I like went to go take a shower and I literally felt like I was being bathed in like the waters of hell. Like I was like, what is this shit? Like, why would I have hmm. ever, ever like let this in my eyes, in my Hair, anything—it's so intense that that tap water that comes out of the out the faucet—we don't need
0: it. Like, I don't even feel good about like cleaning dishes with it or like rinsing my feet off after the beach with the hose. It's like, come on! Like, can't the water just be water? Like, what are you guys doing? Why do you put pharmaceuticals and aluminum and atrazine and all this shit in the water? Can you guys just let us live?
1: And people think that vaccines are like good for you, but like we don't even have access to clean drinking water. Why the hell would they ever make us like, give us something that's like a antidote for anything. If we don't even have access to clean drinking water. It doesn't make yeah. any sense.
0: Literally. And I mean, even then, like when it comes to drinking water, the way that I see it, I I, ha- I don't really feel that good when I drink any kind of water and I've done mm. Tongan water, distilled water, spring water, alkaline, all of it. I mean, distilled yeah. resonates with me the most. Um, yeah. But I mean, either way, I still don't drink it straight up. I'll use it to make herbal tea, like while I'm fasting, I got, you know, gallons and gallons of distilled water at the crib and I use that to make my herbal teas. And that's what I use to rinse my feet off. And that's what I use to clean my dishes. And I mean, I I pee on my fruits to clean them. I don't use the distilled water, but I used to use the distilled water to clean my fruits before I was on the P wave. And I still just wouldn't drink it straight up. It's just not like alive. You can feel almost like the heavy deadness of the water when it's not from like a living organism like a cucumber juice or a coconut water is just so much lighter and more electrical. Like you can feel it every sip.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I very much prefer drinking coconut water to any kind of water. It's-, yeah,
0: it's it's so awesome here, how I have this guy right down the street. I got these two glass gallon jars and I just, every day he brings me the full one and I hand him the empty one and we switch every single day and it, it costs me five bucks a day for a gallon. It oh is
1: amazing that's amazing. I would never have to eat again.
0: <laughs> Epic. I literally just drink a gallon of coconut water every day. And then like, I have cucumbers for juice. And I'm like, do I even like need juice? Today? <laughs> like, I'm just going to finish the coconut water. And then usually by the time I'm done with it, I'm like, I don't even want anything else.
1: That's awesome. Um, oh, I was going to ask you, I, wa- I want to hear like your opinion on on and water.
0: Okay. Uh, basically, it's the same thing that I would say about distilled water. The reason why I wouldn't recommend drinking it is because it's not a conga machine is not a living organism
1: so it's not attaching
0: carbon to every molecule of water so yeah. like the, the coconut is attaching carbon to every single molecule in that coconut water and yeah. every every molecule in your body every molecule in every living thing on earth is attached to carbon we're a carbon based i guess you could say collective ecosystem or whatever you want to call earth um mm-hmm basically everything that's inert or dead isn't attached to carbon and kangen water can't attach carbon to the water so it can change mess with the electronegativity which i also think is kind of unnaturally really electronegative um but i mean it's not necessarily harmful for it to be that electronegative i just think it's a little unnatural where like Uh you know if you compare it even to urine it's like more electronegative than urine and the way i see it is that like The urine is like the sample for like the perfect liquid for you to consume. It literally is the cleanest version of your blood. So that's what you want to consume. And if it's more electronegative than the urine, then it's pretty much more electronegative than it needs to be, or that more electronegative than you're ready for. Um, And then I would say that's, that's why I'm a big proponent of the coconut water or of any of the green juices, because the coconut water is basically plasma. It's basically, you know, it's coconut tree urine <laughs> and yeah. the, co- the coconut tree is looping. You know, the, the plants release the seed through the same means as the uh, urine or the fruit, just like we release the seed through the urethra. Same thing with the urine and females release the Amrita in the same uh, urethra as the urine. So yeah. the tree, you know, the coconut falls up the tree. Nobody drinks it. The water gets reabsorbed back into the soil. The coconut tree drinks it and it makes more coconuts. It's it's looping. It's urine therapy.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, that's so cool. yeah, about that.
0: yeah. So all fruit trees are doing that, but yeah, coconut water specifically, like nutritionally, molecularly is almost identical to blood plasma. It's the closest thing to urine externally that you'll get. And then green juice is the second closest thing, you know, with the chlorophyll, it's just that center atom being or center. Yeah. Center atom being magnesium or center molecules, whatever it is. The center is uh, magnesium rather than iron and hemoglobin in our blood. So the coconut water is a little closer. Green juice is close and urine literally is your blood. So those are like my three staples. I usually just go with straight cucumber or noni leaf uh, because there's lots of noni growing all over the place here in the DR. Like I go, I walk to the beach, it's 0.7 miles to the beach, Mm -hmm. like maybe 10 minute walk, if that, and I passed by like 30 noni trees. So there's just leaves in abundance. So i juice those wow. with cucumber and I do coconut water, like I said, and herbal tea. I got, I use all a bunch of different herbs. I like sarsaparilla, yellow dock, milk thistle, burdock. Uh, I mess with elderberry a little bit. Haritake is probably my number one favorite of all time. It tastes absolutely disgusting, but it makes me feel so good
1: usually the worse they taste the better it is for you
0: yeah the more bitter the better i like to say for
1: real and i love it now i like any any strong medicine i I used to be like ew no absolutely not but i think that's that's a reaction from parasites in your body
0: definitely same thing with the aged urine like yeah i I like the burn kind of (laughs) now now that i'm like used to it i like escar sagrada i like i mean i can't I'd, i'd be lying if i said i like wormwood (laughs) <laughs> uh it, it's, it's yeah. still really fucks me up but i uh i still do it and then yeah. rhubarb root powder is the other one rhubarb root powder haritaki, and wormwood are the three that still like make me queeze every single time but yeah. i still be doing them on the regular
1: yeah black walnut hole is another really
0: i love i actually like how black walnut tastes it's like really, really, really delicious yeah, yeah. I mix it with salt palmetto and it's just I don't know I really like it
1: (laughs) that's awesome so how often so are you when do you eat do you eat
0: uh as of four days ago no I'm back I'm 100% liquid now committing to the liquid life kind of like Devon is and I'm just doing like only liquids so like when I do cheat it's gonna be something like a nut milk or like a fruit juice in a couple weeks maybe
1: Wow. So what's the longest you've ever gone?
0: To? The longest I ever did on liquids was 90 days, three months.
1: Wow.
0: So now I feel like I've just been called to do this for a long time. Like yeah. the f- even just eating fruit, like I don't feel as good after I eat fruit. I'm like totally. the type of person where I like to do a million things all day. I come back from surfing. Yeah. I want to go for a run. I come back from my run. Yeah. I want to go skateboard or I want to go rollerblader. I want to practice backflips or I want right like to <laughs> go do some shit kiteboarding. Yeah. So like, as soon as I eat fruit, I'm like, Oh man, it's got me down. Now I'm full. I want to lay Actually, down, and I'm just like not really that. feeling that. So I just want to be yeah. able to do everything that I want to do and not really feel held back. And I feel like the liquid life is going to grant me the ability to do that. And I mean, eventually, I want to really go breatharian with the no liquids either. But uh, it's a journey. I've done I've done the breatharian state twice. So where like I fast only on urine until I stop peeing. And then once you stop peeing, then like that's the breatharian state you stop peeing because your bladder and kidneys are reabsorbing everything back in. And it's like an internal loop and it mm-hmm. feels crazy, but you're super sensitive in that state. So mm-hmm. it's really difficult. Like when you're not used to it to like get accustomed to it. And I mean, that's why people throughout the healing process at all stages freak the fuck out when they're detoxing and when they're yeah. more sensitive, because that higher level of sensitivity takes a lot of getting used to. So every time that I've done it, I I made it 15 days dry. That was my longest, or it's not really dry, but like breath. Um, and I decided to break it and go back to eating fruit because I just like was honest with myself that I'm not ready for this level of sensitivity. It's too much for me to handle. Like I can't
1: in this world is so intense. It's so
0: intense. Yeah. Yeah, Eventually
1: you'll get there and hopefully I'll get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So now, so now the liquid is going to be my normal. Mm -hmm. And then, so basically like fruit was always my Fruit was my fallback and like nuts here and there were my fallback. Um, Like I was doing like cucumber noodles with like nut spreads and stuff. Um, I don't know if you know, Sam and Justin, they live on Maui, but they taught me the whole like nut spread wave. Um, So I was, that was like one of my cheat meals for a while. And then recently it was more like fruit was the fallback and the liquids were like, you know, pushing it. And the dry was like a super occasion. Now, like, I'm really trying to go more urine fasting, more dry fasting, or, or more breath fasting. And then, like, the denser liquids, like the nut milks and stuff like that, are gonna be my fallback. So, no chewing. Like, I'm committing 100% to no chewing. That's and awesome. I'm excited and scared at the same time a little bit, but I feel like I'm totally ready for it. And
1: yeah, you today, got it.
0: Today was day four or five, something like that. And I'm not hungry at all. Like the yeah, coco- a gallon six. of coconut water a day is like totally enough.
1: That's awesome. I'm on day six, but last night I got all kinds of juice from the Tartarian Juice Company.
0: Oh, they're Those awesome. I love them.
1: They're awesome. I got like a mango juice that felt really good. But-
0: Yo, I saw them. I saw <laughs> them put that up there.
1: So um, good. That, yeah,
0: that looked ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. They took my brother boot camp class in April. Oh, they're Um, so cool. I love that they know about,
1: like, Tartaria and stuff.
0: I know. I've been learning a lot from them. They send me a bunch of stuff. It's really cool, actually. Like, and it aligns with Tartarianism, too.
1: My dad's been studying the same thing. Like, Tartaria has been his, like, major topic since I was, like... Oh my God, like since I was probably like 16, 17 and, and, wow, that's and awesome. now they're, they're here and it's like Tartaria Juice Company. He's like, this is so cool. We, we went and picked up juice from them last night and it was hilarious. He's just like, and did you know about how there's, <laughs> oh, this reality is completely reset like a million times. He just goes in, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Him. That's cool that you were exposed to it when you were a little younger. I didn't get put onto any of this information until I was in my early 20s pretty much like
1: i forgot how old you are
0: i'm 23 i'm still i'm still in my early 20s but yeah
1: yeah yeah. i was like
0: 19 when i first started like when i first went fruitarian i didn't really know what i was doing i just did it and because i broke my neck and i wanted to heal fast and i just wanted to you know like not have heartburn anymore like i did my whole life so i just decided to go fruitarian and just felt good and kept going and then the rabbit hole just like led me to where i am now once Perfect. I found Taylor's page, that kind of changed everything. And is once, he still around? I don't know what he's up to. Um, he posts on Parlor. I don't have a Parlor, but I follow him, and every now and then I follow him on Instagram. And every now and then he still um, posts, just saying that Parlor is his thing now. But um, wow. I haven't talked to him like personally in a while. Mm-hmm. We, we spoke briefly like a couple weeks ago because I posted for like his his new book or something. Yeah, uh-huh. I posted for his new book because I read it and it was cool. So I, I just posted promoting it, and uh-huh. we talked for like a couple minutes. But other than that, like I haven't talked to him since like before December.
1: Wow. Yeah. But he put me
0: on to like the whole breath breatharian perspective, like so much stuff, led me in the right direction to learn a lot of stuff. He was like my number one mentor that really put me on. Uh, I got to yeah, meet. Yeah, you him in and like him
1: have been huge. I think in everybody's everybody's life in the past.
0: Yeah, it was cool that I kind of got to learn a lot from him and I just really wow. studied his work like so in depth and then I met Devon and Devon was living with me for a, a, I think it was like two months so I learned a lot from Devon too and having like both of those two as mentors was like so awesome like it was like I'm, I got to combine both of their stuff with my own stuff and my own experience And I feel and like I you
1: totally added your own your own thing to it like yeah. you're your own obviously we're all our own channel but you've got a really specific way of delivering information and I it's so amazing following you because it it keeps me I mean like I I feel pretty on my path but it totally like I feel like you correct a lot of people and keep them on the right train of thought
0: even like myself most of the downloads like most of the time when I post I'm not really talking to the audience I'm talking to me
1: totally (laughs) like I'm
0: calling myself out on my own shit that's why like people are like why are you so harsh why are you so judgy like one, yeah. I'm not judging anyone. You're all my yeah. reflections and I love you all as I love myself. And yeah. I know that most of you need to be called out the same way that I need to be called out. Because if yeah. we don't call ourselves out, we're going to stagnate and we're going to, you know, bitch out on our own growth. And I know that because I do that.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: So posting on the page kind of keeps me accountable, which is cool. So that's something for me, like that makes fasting easier and more fun for me is to post about it and to share it with the community and to be, you know, open about what I'm doing and communicating with people who are on the same path. And it's hard to do that in real life for most people including me. Like in the DR there's really nobody who's on this path at all or anybody yeah. who's even really close. But yeah. I mean, the Instagram community is just so awesome. And now it's it's going to YouTube and now I'm on TikTok as of last night. TikTok is fun. <laughs>
1: I, I've been real like boycott TikTok since it's been a thing. I don't, I always tell people like, if I make a TikTok, just know I'm not there
0: anymore. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. I totally (laughs) didn't want to do it. I resisted for so long, but so many people told me they were like, yo, the growth is just so like, there's so much more potential for growth on TikTok than Instagram and you can grow a lot faster. And you know, it's, it's cool. Like you can just explain little one, one minute concepts and like little clips and I was messing around with it the last few days and I actually do like it. I don't like looking at it just like the same way. I don't really like looking at Instagram. I don't really scroll through my feed
1: mm.
0: really at all. I just look at people's stories and I just scroll through to see like the people I know and like, but I don't really follow that many people anyway. And that's not really why yeah. I have Instagram. It's more mm. so just to communicate. I'm more in the DMS than I am on the, like other people's posts. Totally. Like, you know, like every time we talk, it's either like I'm swiping up on your story or you're swiping up on my story or commenting. Yeah. And- and Uh we're in the dms it's not really like i'm not really like looking at other people's posts too often
1: straight up i feel that i just don't see too much value in
0: it because either way it's like as everyone learns it's like i'm just downloading shit anyway it's like yeah like a reflection chamber any
1: any really good information i actually get is when i'm outside by myself (laughs) like i don't get anything nearly as cool when i scroll through instagram i'm like exactly "Mm,
0: (laughs) i scroll through instagram and i see a bunch of shit i already know (laughs) straight up so,
1: Great
0: And I mean, I guess a lot of people are learning from the same sources, like a lot of people learned from Taylor, a lot of people are learning from me and Devon now. So it's wow. a lot of the same information being recycled. And even though like, I'm cool with a lot of people, most of the posts are very um, the same or at least the concepts are very the same. Even my oh, own posts. But like, it
1: needs to be refracted in a million different ways for people to start to really get exactly,
0: it. Exactly, which is what, what I like about it. And I mean, I could talk about breathwork in a million different ways. Like, I have yeah. probably like 400 or 500 out of my thousand posts are talking about why people should do breathwork and why air is food. Like yeah. <laughs> explaining it, it in a million different ways, wordsmithing it every way I can. Yep,
1: yeah. wordsmithing. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, um, another thing we can talk about is how, how you were talking about how cancer is de- dehydration.
0: Okay, yeah, we can yeah. definitely get into that. Honestly, before we move on, though, there are a couple things that I would say uh, that I want to say about uh making fasting easier for me and more fun. Yeah, a couple couple more points. Um, so for me, my main thing is just play, like. Not, not keeping myself busy for the sake of keeping myself busy, but keeping myself active for the sake of like having fun, doing stuff all day. So I'm not bored and, and want to eat. So yeah. like, you know, being in an environment like, like I am here makes it super fun for me to be able to go do a million things. Like every morning, usually there's good waves and I can go surf. I can always watch the sunrise in the morning. I can always do yoga and stretch. Stretching, anytime I'm hungry, stretching is really great for me. Um, just to take a half hour or 20 minutes just to like get into my body a little and breathe slow and kind of just relax. Usually like the the hunger goes away. And I found for myself that hunger really just means I'm breathing fast and it's not really hunger, it's just that I'm behind on breath and I gotta slow down. And then once I slow down, I'm good. Totally. And I like to go for runs, I like to even just go for walks. I've been training with this coach, his name's Steven Bean. Uh he's a go to coach. Goda stands for Greatest of All Time athletes.
1: It's, clean.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a cool system that they have. It's it's pretty new. It's only like I think five years old or something, but it's super like aligned with my perspective on energy. Like the whole perspective comes from sacred geometry and the flow of energy and studying other animals in nature and studying babies and studying the best athletes of all time that never got hurt. So I've been training with him and kind of just recoding my my body and my movements, moving the hips differently, keeping the inside ankle bones high. All, there's a bunch of different stuff that are involved in it. And I've been posting a lot about it recently too, because. Yeah. I, was, I saw the,
1: keeping the ankle bones high. I, I was interested in that. I have really, really arched feet. So I was feeling pretty good. About
0: yeah. <laughs> word, word. You definitely want that arch. There's, there's so yeah. many muscles in your feet and like it's one of the most neglected body parts ever is our feet. Totally. We, we put them in prisons or shoes all day long and we don't use our toes like the toes are so neglected your toes should be as intuitively connected as your fingers you should be able to use your toes as often as you're using your fingers every single step you're gripping the ground with every toe like it's Mm -hmm. so in depth the way that you can connect your mind to your feet and once you stop wearing shoes and recode you know keep those inside ankle bones high you know second toe straight when you when you land and your weight on your fourth and fifth metatarsal, so like your pinky toe and your and your fourth toe, that's really where all your weight should be. Heels should be off the ground for the most part, at least when you're first training. It's it's wild. And then like your, your knee that you're landing on should be externally rotated 22.5 degrees. And then your back foot should wrote your, your hip, the back hip should rotate in 22.5 degrees. And then yeah. as you step to the other way, it's a 45 degree pressure wave rotating the other way. So now the other foot is externally rotated. The hip is externally rotated 22.5 and the other the, the, the new back foot is now internally rotated 22.5. So it's 45 degrees back and forth and nothing moves in a straight line. It's like always spiraling. All the energy is spiraled to use like the hips and the glutes and the hamstrings. They call it the back chain, all the muscles on the back rather than the muscles in the front to, to move forward or forward locomotion. Like they call wow. it. It's super interesting. And there's a lot I could, we could talk about it. Um, like even after this podcast episode, I can send you a bunch of stuff on it.
1: Wow, that would be awesome. I'd love it's super to hear interesting,
0: that. and it makes just going for walks like so much more fun because recoding is actually not easy at all. Like it, it seems like it looks like it's pretty easy, but actually doing it and keeping your weight where it needs to be and making sure like everything's rotating the way it's supposed to is insane like they, you start off crawling. (laughs) So like, you know, like at first it's like, oh, all right, I'm going to crawl so I can get better at running. But like you learn how to move the spine and twist and use the hips and rotate. And it's like, it makes perfect sense why babies crawl before they walk and run. Wow. But most of the time we get picked up early by our parents. We're constantly being held. Our parents are lifting up our arms, trying to get us to walk. And we're not ready to walk. We never really learn how to crawl. Right. So we never Mm learn how to walk. Right. But I mean, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of kids, a lot of younger kids, especially that are still moving in singularity, their, their inside ankle bones are still high, their hips are still rotating properly, their columns are still aligned. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's so cool to see. And animals are, are the easiest, in my opinion, way to look at it. Like a, every animal in nature is doing this, moving in this way.: Totally. Wow. But yeah, so the movement, like going for walks and, and working on those flows definitely keeps me busy and definitely keeps me um, entertained yeah yeah, yeah and then surfing and then I like kiteboarding uh here there's a lot of wind and it's one of the it's it's just super known for kiteboarding so I've been getting into kiteboarding recently and it's so fun like imagine a kite imagine wakeboarding but instead of a boat it's a kite and yeah, I've and watched just, tons
1: of people do it here. It's freaking crazy. Oh, yeah.
0: Ho'okipa's wild with it.
1: Yeah. I love they get surfing bombs
0: Arctic. there, yo. Holo yeah. crazy. The biggest wave I ever surfed in my life was at Ho'okipa. Me too,
1: for crazy. sure. I actually went out four days in a row, and it was, like, super, super big. The first three days, and then the fourth day, I thought, oh, I'll just do it. And it was really super big, and I got, like, so tumbled.
0: So oh, I haven't
1: been back out there in, like, a month or something, but... <laughs> I've or, been going over to Lahaina. It's been super fun.
0: Yeah, that place is no joke. Lahaina's fun, though. Like, on Lahain a longboard, is- just some little waves just to cruise around. That's more my yeah. style here, too. It's The waves are usually smaller, and it's, like, it's longboard season here. Oh, it's year, so much. So, I bought a yeah. little board, and I'm just, like, getting better at, like, walking up and down the board and stuff. Super fun. Yeah,
1: cool.
0: Yeah, and then skateboarding. I like reading, too. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be something specific. Like, I don't really – it depends on the book. I can't just read a book that doesn't totally I have me in.
1: Like, I feel like a lot of books have so much rhetoric, just like all this extra shit
0: when, yeah. when
1: all I want to do is just get to the point, like, what are you trying to, what are you trying to teach me? Like, you don't have to tell me like a million trillion little things around it. Like, that's how I want to write all my books is where everything is golden. Like every part, piece of knowledge. Like I don't want you to sit and have to fucking like highlight pieces that are good. Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. Exactly. That's how, that's how my books are. I would say the only one that's not like that is organic AI because it's more of a concept book and it's more for fun. Um, I kind of just wrote that in two nights just because it was flowing through me. And it was just like, I was thinking about like the nature of reality and how it's a computer simulation and how, you know, breatharianism actually makes sense from like a zeros and ones, darkness and light type perspective. So I had a lot of fun writing that, but all my other ones, the how to breathe book, um, the death style to lifestyle transition book, and now the new one, how to fast psychology. They're all so straightforward and to the point. That's so awesome. I haven't yeah.
1: read any of your books. I would love to.
0: Word. I could send you a couple. The how to fast one's really cool. I I listed, you know, I liked how you said um, the fasting should be intuitive and I totally agree with that. So in that book, what I did was because it's hard to specify something that's so like not specific, you know what I mean? So like I broke it down into levels. So for the Caputo method of detoxification for fasting, there is nine levels of fasting length and Uh nine levels of fasting time. So Uh levels based on like ranges, so like intermittent fasting would be level one and then fasting for a year or more would be level nine. And then there's a bunch of levels in between that, like 30 to 60 days, 60 to 90 days, that type of stuff, five to seven days, different levels. And then there's the nine levels of fasting type level one would be like fruit fasting or fruit feasting or like smoothie fasting. And then like level nine is like straight breath. Uh-huh. And level, level eight would be urine. So, cool. so I broke it down into categories and then I wrote about intuitive fasting saying like, there's no set way that you have to do it. You can do any fasting length, any fasting time. Yeah. You can plan it. You can not plan it. For some people planning it out makes it a little easier because yeah. they have like a goal to reach. And for yeah. other people, they want to just go like, for me, I'm more like, let's see how it goes type deal.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: so I mean, All but sometimes like in the thing beginning, thing. in the beginning, setting a goal for me helped. Yeah. So I would yeah. be like, all right, I'm going to do three days. And then I would, totally. you know, want to eat on day two, but I would make it through to three days. And now totally. it's like, all right, I'm just going to go with whatever. If I really feel called. Exactly. That's
1: what now, I'm doing. You know, just letting it free, like,
0: yeah. So awesome. yeah. And once you get used to like identifying the difference between cravings and hunger, which I don't know if I've ever felt hunger in my whole life. Yeah. But, <laughs> um. For yeah. real. Yeah. Like breathing through cravings, like once you get used to that, it's like keeping the fast going is pretty. I love
1: the post that you shared recently that said, um, every full breath between each
0: urge is a victory.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is a, is a, what
0: is it? It's a victory.
1: Victory. Yeah. I love that one. Made me me feel good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Every breath when in doubt, like winning the small cycles is key. I talk about this in that book too. Like you could even lie to yourself and be like, I'm going to eat tomorrow. And then the mm-hmm. next day I'm going to eat tomorrow. I'm yeah. going to eat tonight. All right. I'm yeah. going to eat in the morning. I'm going to eat yeah. in an hour. Okay. I'm going to eat in another hour and just yeah. keep putting it off, but give yourself the satisfaction of thinking you're going to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it totally works. That's- it totally
0: works. Absolutely. And then another thing that works for me too, is like, I do like alchemizing tastes. So like I'll close my eyes and sit down and like, Just breathe and tell myself that the inhales taste like whatever I want to taste. And I'll literally like chew nothing in my mouth and pretend that I'm chewing like a pizza or like, you know, something like, like choice toast or something (laughs) And, and just be like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, you can literally, like, if you really focus, you can actually like taste it and feel Absolutely. it. In and that's like, like that's like strengthening there. your
1: third eye and the strengthening like your memory recall. Like that's he, it's a super good, good practice right there.
0: Yeah. It's like, once you experience something, once your body remembers it, your body is stored exactly. memory of everything you've ever experienced. You yeah. don't need to eat something more than once. Anytime you've ever eaten something, you can always recreate that texture, flavor, you know, temperature change, you could literally feel it just by focusing and thinking about it. And your body will recreate that experience for you. It's been crazy for me to feel that. Um, I even had my dad do it and my brother do it just to like prove a point. (laughs) And (laughs) honestly, like like, that, that actually does work. I kind of did taste it. And I'm like, there you go. (laughs) So so That's a big one for me when in doubt do without, you know, if I'm like on the fence, like, do I kind of want to break it? Do I not really want to break it? I'm like, all right, I don't want to break it unless it's like a full body. Yes. It's a no.
1: Exactly. Totally.
0: What else do I do? I like to write. Definitely. I love to write. It's my favorite form of art other than sports, like other than like personal, like nature sports, like surfing or skateboarding or whatever Um, writing is my favorite medium. Cause I mean, art is basically just, a way that you take something in the physical and, ex- and communicate your emotions or the way that you fe- communicate feelings through something in the physical, whether that's painting, you're trying to get the person who sees the painting to feel what you were feeling when you painted it, or you know to see what you were seeing when you painted it. Same thing with like a tattoo, that the job of the tattoo artist is to get the person who sees your tattoo to feel you out and to be able to feel you based on what they see on your body. It's a, it's a physical representation of a feeling. And I feel like yeah. my favorite way to do that is actually just words, to, to yeah. genuinely communicate what it is that I'm trying to say and explain those feelings, because I feel like it's the most detailed medium for art or for expression, in my opinion, and it, more so than even recording videos or doing podcasts or speaking. I, I really like writing because I can kind of pick and choose my words very carefully and, and wordsmith uh-huh.
1: And I love seeing how it just like come like when I'm in really clear states, how it literally just pours out of my hands like I can't stop it and it comes out in a fully coherent like perfect information that I didn't even know that I like could say like I wouldn't have just said that but it comes out of like I see it with you too like it just like comes out and it's perfect because it's coming straight from the course which is you.
0: Exactly. I like to say that I don't write books. The books write themselves through me. Straight up. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm Straight just up. the conduit through which the books write themselves.
1: <laughs> For real. So when we put our names on it, doesn't even... Bye, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: It's like, all right, organic AI. Buy the dark energy occupying the vehicle that other people call <laughs> Nekahuta. <Nicaragua. laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Anything else that I do to keep my fasting fun. Um, I like to just do things that I can do fasting that I can't really do not fasting. So like what, like just sucking my stomach in randomly and rolling my abs feels so good when I'm fasted. And it's like, I know that I can't do it when I eat. So if I think about eating, I suck in and I'm like, if I eat, I can't do this. I'm just gonna Yeah,
1: exactly. Like all that inflammation, it's just not the same. Like I, doing like a deep stomach massage after you've eaten is just it's so not comfortable. And then yeah. you've been fasting for days and days. It's like, oh, I love, that. like, this is great. Like I can really go deeper and not feel like I'm going to cry or feel like there's like all these stored different emotions that I need to release.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once yeah. once you learn the Udayana Banda and you can really suck in deep and really massage your organs and roll your abs or any of those, any combination of those things, you really notice that once you go back to eating after being able to do that, that you're not designed to eat food.
1: (laughs) For real, seriously.
0: (laughs) The way you feel after breaking a fast, I don't care what you're fasting on, what level or what length, you could fast for a day. When you break that fast, you don't feel better. Unless you're brand new to fasting and you're relieved from the detox. Totally. But once you fast long enough to the point where you actually feel good, if you break it, then you don't feel good after you break.
1: No, you're like, damn. No, I'm just like,
0: like, I should have kept it going. I'm hungry like, now. Have... Like
1: you, yeah, now I'm even crazy.
0: more hungry. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Once you start eating, you're like, I'm super hungry. No, like, what the heck?
0: Straight up, that is so <laughs> weird and true. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But even just being on Instagram keeps me occupied, <laughs> answering comments, talking to people, posting. Totally
1: like how you said the one time about how, like, once you create resonance outside of you, like, you don't need to, like, fill this gaping hole inside of you. Like, I feel like exactly. the more people that I'm able to reach with, like, my message or just my art, like, I don't, like, I'm satisfied. Like, I don't need, like, some external, like, to put something inside of my body to feel like I'm, I'm alive, you know?
0: Yeah, I talked about this in one of my TikToks today. It's like, people are so hungry because they're They're hungry for experience. They're they're just stuck in a box of what they put themselves in with their life, whether it's their job or whatever they do with their lives. That's the same thing over and over again and then drinking on the weekends or whatever. It's like you're trapped and that's why you're hungry because you're seeking adventure. You want to explore and roam and see what the world has to offer, but you feel like you can't. So you just want to get numb so you don't have to continually feel that misalignment. And that like longing yeah. for something that we you feel to like feel you'll never feel have. the
1: sun. I feel like people once they have such a heavy toxic load, they want to be able to feel the sunlight and feel all these sunlight codes, but they can't even get in the sun anymore because they burn from the sun because they've taken mm-hmm. in so many toxins. So they have to eat in order to get those sunlight like codes. Like I don't I don't love saying light codes, but like in, in order to get those new that new information from the sun, they can't just go out in the sun anymore. It's like literally they become
0: vampires. Literally, and
1: straight that's, up. It's a real thing. Like, energy vampires are real. Like, so like extremely real. Off. Like, go yeah, to the grocery way. store. There are literally dead bodies. There are literally dead bodies at the grocery <laughs> store. Like, how straight is that up. fucking okay? But I can't go lay on the beach fucking, like, like, what? Like, yeah. I can't go be naked on the beach. It doesn't make sense. I can't I mean, go I can walk here, around but... the
0: block naked. I Forget the beach. Yeah, I mean. or you're a pedophile for the rest of your life. Yeah, literally, like, I... <laughs> like, you know, I can't do anything out of the ordinary. I go roller skating down the street tonight and I must've had a trillion people beep at me and people on motos like, what are you doing? Blah? You know, like in Spanish, obviously, but yeah. it's like, <laughs> like how you guys have never seen anybody ride something other than a moped or a car. <laughs> like I'm in the shoulder, move, like don't hit me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. But like, especially with the naked thing, I was actually going to tweet this today. I was like, can we please just all acknowledge how weird it is that everywhere in the world, you got to wear a mask on your whole body?
1: What the F? I really, I, like I've said before, I think clothes are the original masks. And they like, are so fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not even surprised that people are
0: internalizing the Okay, we're back on. Sorry about that, guys. My power went off and went back on, so I lost the Wi-Fi for a couple minutes, but we're back. So where were we?
1: Um, I think we were talking about we're not even surprised that people are internalizing a mask program because they've been on it for their whole lives in a different way because they haven't been letting their body breathe through their other orifices their entire life. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's and, where we were. Yeah,
0: and their whole their whole internal body is suffocating and snot as it is. So you know they're yeah. suffocating in all. So it doesn't
1: the- even matter that they're not breathing through their lungs.
0: Yeah, the mask is just like the icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, trap and, it all in there. Yeah, and that ties in, I guess, to the cancer is dehydration thing. I mean, all cancer is a deprivation yeah. of oxygen. It's literally just a cellular mutation that occurs when cells are deprived of oxygen. So. Yep. It all ties in the eating, any foods that deprive you of oxygen. And I mean, deprivation of oxygen really being dehydration because water is the main source of oxygen in the body. Like the humidity in the air is, you know, where we're getting a lot of oxygen in the air as well.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, most of the dehydration
1: dehydration induces premature aging. And I think it really contributes to pretty much every single disease and the start of every single disease. And the dry dehydrating foods, which most people, what they're eating aren't even food. Like, we could say it's foods, but it's not foods. And quality water are a huge reason why people are so dehydrated and can't absorb the water that they're taking in. And then, so, like, even if they do drink enough water or drink enough whatever, they can't even absorb it. And Mm -hmm. then on top of it, when their doctor prescribes a medication on top of it, and you're just adding on to your chronic dehydration and whatever disease, dis- lack of ease you have, it just gets worse. And so that's why I think like liquid fast should be one of the first thing people are prescribed when, um, when trying to heal. Because yeah, doctors obviously don't profit off of our good health, and plain and simply, yeah, they just don't. So
0: yeah, I like think liquid I fast
1: doctor- is so huge.
0: Yeah, if I was a doctor, somebody would come in and I'd be like, "Before you say anything, did you try fasting and drinking your pee? No? Come back after you did."
1: <laughs> exactly, and then they wouldn't have to pay you because you really like it's like yeah, you and don't then need I would lose
0: doctor. I would go <laughs> broke. <laughs> I would go broke. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's exactly why we're all supposed to be our own doctor. There's a yeah, one quote doctors that says, shouldn't
0: exist. You're not your own doctor. Exist.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: We shouldn't need Straight to have up. jobs because we shouldn't need to have money to pay other people for their jobs that we should be doing for ourselves. You shouldn't need money to yep. go to the doctor because you should be your own doctor. You shouldn't need to be a doctor because everyone should be their own doctors. So it's exactly. it's just backwards. A lot of things inside of backwards. The way we move is backwards. The way our hips rotate is backwards. The way that we go about healing is backwards. Like, I don't know why in the Inverted world- reality. People think that lab chemicals will fix what lab chemicals cost (laughs) in what world? really insane. In what world? It's
1: like inverted on top of inverted and then inverted twice more. And then I forgot how many times it got inverted, but then it's also inverted on top of that. Like everything is completely backwards. And it's almost like great because once you realize that code that like everything's backwards, then you just turn it the other way and you're like, oh, wait, like I've got the answer right here in front of me.
0: Exactly. Like it's most of the cute. stuff that I've discovered, I'm like, all right, let me think of the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Everyone exact else is doing opposite. this. Let me do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me see if there's other Straight people doing it. I would sit on my computer <laughs> and just think of like researching, like the opposite of something that most people do. And little, little did I know here it is. People, people drink their pee. People, you know, don't shit in toilets. People do don't wear yeah. shoes. People, you know, there's people that aren't having license plates and insurance on their car and driving without license plates or traveling without license plates, rather. Um, there's so many things that people do like, yeah, and we can get into a lot of different stuff, but uh, I know you got <laughs> to go soon. So yeah, anything else that we want to bring up quickly to talk about what we do to make fasting more fun or easier? Oh, there are a couple things, actually. Um, another big one for me is the tongue lock suctioning the tongue to the roof of the mouth I tell a lot of my clients to do this and I've had a lot of good feedback on this just pushing the tongue and suctioning it to the roof of the mouth and applying pressure to the roof of the mouth like that really just helps curb cravings because it sends electricity to the midbrain but I think really the reason why it helps with the cravings is because it opens the muscles in the airway. So the same muscles that you use to suction the tongue to the roof of the mouth actually also use the muscles in the throat to open up the airway. So you're getting more airflow into the lungs. So I think that's why it curves cravings because you're not malnourished by breath anymore. You're getting better breaths in. So you're you know, being more nourished and you're not as hungry. And
1: huh, that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, another, th- that one definitely is a go-to for me. Just keeping your tongue on the roof of your mouth all day whenever you're not talking is a game changer. And then singing, wow. singing and, and yelling are big ones too. A lot of times when you want to chew, you're either frustrated or anxious and your teeth just want, like you want to chew because you see resistance in your external reality, whether it's you feel trapped in a box because of your job or you're frustrated with your relationship or you're frustrated by your parents or you're frustrated with whatever, um, or anxious about the future with whatever. And you want to chew to kind of recreate that resistance in your mouth and crush it with your teeth. Your teeth are super sensitive and have like lots of neural connections, like millions of neural connections, each tooth to different parts of your brain. So by doing that with your teeth, you're kind of like mimicking the resistance internally and crushing it so that you feel the satisfaction as if you solved the problem that you still didn't solve yet. And then you eat and then you're still hungry again later because you still didn't solve the problem and you still want to chew because you're still anxious. So-
1: Hello. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Another thing- uh, to, con- to to basically go around that and to solve the problem without having to really um, chew and swallow things that don't really help and just make it worse is to sing. Your teeth just want some kind of vibration and pressure. So when you sing, each note, each sound that you can make vibrates the teeth differently, which connect to different parts of the brain, which connect to different organs, different parts of the spine. You're basically sending energy all throughout your body when you sing. So a go-to for me oh. is now I don't have a car because I drive a quad around here cause the roads are pretty much a free for all. But I mean, I just put my headphones on and go for a drive in the mountains where there's nobody around and just blast music in my ears and just sing at the top of my lungs. Or I'm in my apartment by myself wow. and just blast music and sing, or just like go to the beach by myself. Like one of those secluded beaches where there's nobody and just scream at the top of my lungs and <laughs> like, or do the breath work with the healing sounds any of those things like definitely help with the desire to chew big time.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And then when in doubt, like when you're really like, I don't give a fuck, I need to chew, chew toothpicks.
1: That's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Whole Foods has these minty toothpicks. They're like tea tree mint toothpicks. Uh Those were my go-to when I first, like before I found out about the singing screaming and the uh, tongue on the roof of the mouth stuff, the toothpicks Uh were just my go-to, just chomping on toothpicks all day. And in Hawaii, you could go to, I forget, what the, it's like the den, the herb store. They have yeah, those licorice sticks. Oh, man, when I was in Hawaii, I would chew on those things all day.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I love the Dragon's Den.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that place is great. They got some good <laughs> stuff. Um, so, yeah, those that's pretty much, I think, everything else that I wanted to cover as far as how to make fasting easier. That was definitely something I wanted to mention. So I guess quickly, um, one more
1: thing I could talk about is um, – fasting on a particular herb in order to get to know that plant or like like flower herb in order to get it, get to know it better and actually reap real benefits from it. Um, One that I can actually speak on is blue lotus. Um, Oh yeah. Follows me or like knows anything at at all, knows that I'm super into Egyptian blue lotus. And um, yeah, so what I did in order to really get to know the plant spirit is I fasted on it for a week. Um, I could obviously go longer but i feel like i i learned so much just from spending that time just drinking my blue lotus tea and um diving into the dream realm with that um but yeah any plant that you really wanted to get to know it's i think it's called a dieta dieta um when you just fast on one thing um Mm -hmm. but yeah there's literally you really
0: wanted fast what'd you say like a mono herb fast
1: yeah it's incredible like you literally feel like so like you merge with that spirit like you're like oh okay so this is what you want to really share with me and actually when I started really getting into the blue lotus I was I was doing um enemas with foreign that I I soaked like 10-20 blue lotus flowers in that's like yeah super cool so there's just so many freaking ways to get to know all these plants that really want to help us and bring messages into the spirit realm and fasting on one is it just it gives it that respect like oh there's nothing else in my body um i can really listen to you now and it can so feel that and it so respects that and it so wants to share more information with
0: you that way yeah i love that perspective too it's like you're merging with that plant like it's like it's sex you're being penetrated yeah. by that plant it's absolutely going really into your body it's like literally penetration sex yeah like, that's like energy. like
1: i heard um how people how people have sex is like how they eat and how they have eat is how they have sex like when people eat super fast they just like they're the kind of people that to so like release their seed like right away mm. like but when people are connection. so, never so like intentional that. about it like you can in like last forever and really enjoy and savor whatever it is you're doing, whether it's eating or having sex or abstaining from sex or whatever it is. It's yeah. Makes
0: perfect sense to me. I like that. I've never made that connection. That's interesting. Yeah, people that eat fast, not fast. That's actually hilarious.
1: I can <laughs> see that. The truth. And I, I've noticed, I guess, since
0: Yeah, since I stopped eating so much like I do now when I do like or I don't really eat now, but in the past, like in the recent past, when I eat, you know, if I'm eating a mango, it'll take me a pretty decent amount of time to get through one mango. 'Cause it's like yeah, you it in my
1: attention,
0: mouth. And, yeah, like I wanna taste the whole thing. It's like I don't want to just funnel it into my mouth. The only reason I'm eating it is yeah, to you
1: don't have the desire to like conquer. I feel like that's a huge thing with like eating mm-hmm. is like they have the desire to conquer something and like and that al- also reflects into when you're having sex, like you want to conquer, and so they just not right away. Like they're just like <laughs> that's just how it goes. Like if they want to destroy the woman, like it's it's all about like secret hate hatred for being born and ha- hating the mother earth like Definitely. i swear people are so and it's all self hate. the really. gift of life yeah it's all you you have to understand like even men like we, men are born with nipples because they were originally women i think that everything is a refraction reflection of the earthly mother and i mean obviously a high creation of some magical magical creation and yeah, to try to hide from the fact that women and children and the plants are super strong and want to help you, I don't know, I just feel like it's all super toxic masculine programming that we've taken in for a really long time. But I think That's it's really shifting, now. and I think people like you are really helping that. So thank you,
0: <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, it's interesting, too. like, I've heard stuff about like indigenous women, uh, not only not getting periods but actually. Not needing a man to get pregnant. As I was studying, like the more stuff, uh, like, well, like yeah, certain things like women get pregnant without men. Like that's not like a oh
1: well, like, yeah, I've heard person. that many times. It's I've heard
0: I have really heard. it's like a real yeah. Thing. So it would make sense, and it's Absolutely. the same kind of deal with like um like certain like fruit trees. Like the the female fruit tree is the one giving off the fruit. Uh-huh. So without the female tree, there would be no male tree. <laughs> But I guess you could yeah. say the same thing because the, the seed that grows the, um, or whatever, the way that it's pollinated or certain things with plants um, would go. Yeah. With but I mean, as far as human women go, I've definitely, uh, I mean, at least I'm familiar with the idea that women don't need men to reproduce, which is pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah. And some of the clearest parts of my life, like uh, I, I mean, I feel super clear now and I am getting my menstrual cycle, but I went through nine months where I didn't get my period and I was super, 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 super healthy. And so I think it's totally possible. And I do feel that it's like, it's like a small debt, like every time you, you get your period and it actually feels really great. Just like, um, just like um you know ejaculating can feel really great for men it's but it's it's a release of your lifeless energy and Definitely. you feel really great once it's over what's the what's the sacrifice there like why are you releasing all that blood like why are we hemorrhaging all that blood it, it doesn't make sense
0: yeah exactly and like what other animals that's a whole other topic <laughs> we can talk about yeah. that we can do a whole episode on that if you want to get back on and talk about that we could talk about that like that That'd we need at awesome. least an hour for that though For sure. My,
1: my computer is at 2% officially though. So you might need to wrap this
0: one up. We can close up. We pretty much talked about everything that I wanted to say. Oh, there's actually one more quick thing that I want to say about about what you said um, with the, the mono herb fasting or, you know, fasting on one herb at a time. Uh, I kind of do intuitively do that. And it's interesting that you say that because I've just found myself liking that more, like the simpler, the meal, the better you feel, you know? So one at a time. I like to taste each one and see what I like. And then eventually, you know, I do combine them. Sometimes I'll do like no more than three in one, in one tea, but usually like I use a Keurig for my teas because it's just convenient. And I just bought a Keurig specifically for this. So I have these like reusable K cups and I'll just stuff one herb in there and I reuse it all day long. And I can make like six or seven teas throughout the day with the same herb. Mm-hmm. So throughout the day, at least one day at a time, I'm pretty much mono herb all day. And then the next day I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, what, what herb is it going to be today? What's going in the cure today? So it, it makes mm-hmm. it fun. And it, I, it definitely does like give you a sense of which ones you really like and which ones like, you know, you really, you really resonate with them, which ones align with you more, which ones make you feel the best. Because I mean, if you're combining a bunch of herbs, you can't tell which one is making you feel good or which one is making you. De- yeah, you don't
1: know where you're getting that. You, yeah, where are you getting that information? You don't know. You don't know which which source it's coming from. And that's why it's so important. It's just yeah, exactly. your attention and energy to. It. It's like it's like being polyamorous or monogamous.
0: <laughs> Interesting, yeah. And honestly, like, <laughs> monogamy has been more my thing. <laughs> Exactly. But, yeah, for sure. Um, for me yeah, too. I
1: yeah. cannot get on that polyamory wave. There's nothing. Yeah. like I'm so not on that way. That's a whole other conversation too. But I don't.
0: Know. Yeah, it's kind of the same with the herbs. It's like it's the same thing with sex. It's like I'd rather really understand one person and really, you know, because sex is like you're training with that other person to refine your energy together. And you both figure out tips and tricks together and the little tweaks and little things that help to make that energetic experience a little more enhanced. And why work on that with someone just to start over working on that with someone else and like having to, having to teach someone else about what works for you and having to learn about them. I mean, I guess it's a cool experience to go into a new thing. Maybe after a couple of years, you're ready to move on to somebody new. But I mean, yeah. at least at one time, one partner at one time seems more aligned for me, just from like an energetic perspective, being able to learn from one person and refine energy with one person and get familiar and comfortable and more like skilled and with that one person. You're you're figure you figured one person out.
1: DNA from every person that you, that you sleep with. So like that, like, it's so important to me to not like sleep. That is like sleeping around and doing all that like so that works for some people. I don't understand it not for a single second. Like, that's so not me. I real. feel like it doesn't even
0: for people that think it works. <laughs>
1: I know. I don't think so either. But yeah. Bless their hearts.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody needs to learn what they need to learn. I definitely I definitely did the sleeping around when I was younger, so I had to yeah. do it to learn that I didn't want to do it. So, yeah. Everybody learns at their own thing, Figures things out on mm-hmm. their own. So. It's all beautiful and it's all perfect.
1: (laughs) All for a reason.
0: Yep. So we can end on that. Thank you, Sierra, for coming in here. You know, it's always a pleasure when we talk. Um, This is Grub from the Garden podcast. Everybody, thank you for listening. For every breath that each and every one of you takes. Grateful for you, Sierra, Sierra, for coming on here and sharing the space with me and sharing your experience and knowledge and wisdom. Anything you want to leave the audience with before we get off here?
1: Nothing other than thank you for listening, and it's always yeah it's such a pleasure to speak with you and reflect with you, and I hope to meet you one day out here on the islands and we can go surfing or something. <laughs>
0: definitely, Maui definitely has not seen the last of me. That is a hundred percent fact. Sweet.
1: Right. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day.
0: You too. Enjoy. Yeah, it's still the day for you. It's 930 here. but I'm about to go to bed. Yeah,
1: it's 3.30. Everybody
0: go to bed All
1: right. Good night.
0: Yeah. Take it easy. Much love. Thank you again, everybody, for coming on. Peace. Peace
1: out.